So Corinne said she needs another five minutes, and I thought to myself, maybe I should sing, and maybe I shouldn't, because you've heard me before coming to the front and singing, so I shouldn't be doing that, really. Um, but yeah, let's, I think let's get going this morning. Um, yeah, just morning, everyone. Um, yeah, maybe let's just start there. Morning, everyone. Morning. Oh, wow. Okay, everybody's awake this morning. My name is Rudy Nobauer, uh, my wife, Almandi. And my two kids, Rudolf and, and Emma. So, yeah, morning. Glad to have you guys with us this morning. There's a couple of new faces as well. So, um, just wanted to introduce you guys this morning to Dean and to Megan. All the way from Woodspread. I haven't been to Woodspread, but it's somewhere up north. Somewhere there. Okay, I welcome this, this morning. And then uh, we also have visitors from uh, Devonville AM with us this, this morning as well. So, welcome. And then everybody, anybody else that's... Oh, Dean's parents here as well. Also from Hoopsbrad. Welcome, welcome. And then maybe just a couple of um, announcements to, to go through. Um, I think there was a couple of birthdays during this week. I think Estelle, I can't remember if I saw Estelle this morning. It's Estelle's birthday uh, this week. It was also Vian's birthday, but I'm not seeing Vian here. And Edward. Yeah, Edward is definitely here. So happy birthday, Edward. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, right at the back. And then, uh, where's Gunther? Oh, and it's Gunther's birthday on the 21st. 21st, so happy birthday. I know you already started with your parties. I don't know, you've, the way that you plan, you normally have it like lined up. 20 people over there and then 50 people over here. And then the final party is almost like my daughter, Emma. She starts a week in advance and then she's doing all the different parties. So, yeah, happy birthday for, for next week. Um, and then, um, yeah, also a uh, big conference, obviously, 412. Um, Coming up, um, yes, next weekend, which means we're not going to have comms meeting on Wednesday, and then obviously the, the following Wednesday, we also don't have comms, and we don't have, next weekend, we don't have church meeting on, on Sunday morning, so, uh, yeah, just remember that, otherwise you're going to rock up, and this probably be the only person with a locked door, yeah, oh, you can start without us, so, yeah, yeah, I think we just... Yeah, before I pray, um, I was really moved this morning, just taking myself back to what happened last year at 412 for you that were there. It was such an amazing, amazing opportunity where the, the Lord really poured into my heart, and I could see a lot of people being, yeah, just infected by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Lord really touched, touched their heart. So, yeah, if I can maybe just ask you guys to, to close your eyes, and we can just open up with, with a prayer this morning. Yeah, Father God, this morning we, we're really just trusting you to enlighten the eyes of our hearts this morning, Father God, that we would really see you for the loving Father that you are, Father God, and that you will never stop loving us, and that you're always there for us, even in the moments that we get a little bit anxious, Father God, um, that we will fully trust you. So this morning, yeah, God, like Anne's prayed this morning, is we don't want to be bound by the riverbanks. We want you to spill over spill over, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will really move this morning. So we're trusting, Lord, that 
Yeah, Holy Spirit, just come and, and just touch our hearts, overflow into us, pour into us, Lord. And uh, like I mentioned this morning in the prayer meeting and where we sense as well, it's just that in pouring of the Holy Spirit where that actually starts in Galatians 5, where we normally look at the, the end result, where we need peace and love and joy and all the rest that goes with it, but it all starts with you, Father God. So this morning, yeah, we, we want to come with a, a fear and a trembling because through that, Father God, is you will give us um, wisdom, Lord. So this morning we want to, yeah, we just want to get more of your wisdom, Father God. Um, so we're really trusting you this morning uh, for Dean as well, where he's going to share the word, Father God, that you would um, just really touch our hearts and that you would work through him. And we're trusting you in this morning, in the even in the worship, Father God, that you would move powerfully. Holy Spirit, you're so welcome. Amen. Okay, uh, and then, yeah, we've got uh, Jock. Karin, are you ready at the back? Sure. Okay. Maybe we can go over to, to Jock this morning. Jock is going to do the stewardship for us. So, okay, Jock is... He's, Jock, Jock said he will share a testimony what happened last year before 12. Karin? <laughs> okay. I wasn't here last week. I was. I went to the Millerton congregation. Uh, it's funny when you you just miss one week. You feel you haven't been here for ages. But um, <laughs> and I missed calm as well. I wasn't too, feeling too lacker. So yeah, it's good to be back. Um, but our family in Millerton, they're also cooking like us. So it's good. It's good to visit. They also have Luke. Luke Watson is the lead elder there. They also have a, a nice vibe there. Um, well, let, let me tell a story here. Okay. <laughs> so, beginning of last week, I took my car's, my car's, my car's, my car's tires had a, had a wobble or a, a vibration, so I took it to the Dunlop Regional Office there in Montague Gardens. So, the, the technician there, so we're speaking there, but then it's load shedding, so we spoke and we walked across the road and we bought some fed cook there, the lady selling fed cook, and we started speaking, and he, he's two years in Cape Town. And he's, he's ZCC, Zionist Christian Church. And you know the guys with the star. So I said, no, have you found a church yet? No, he, somebody's taken him to a Roman Catholic church, but he, he hasn't been to another church. Said, have you, you know, I belong to Josh Jen. There's Josh Jen's around you. Have you been there? No, I said, you're willing to, you're willing to go. He said, yeah, he's open to go. So we went there last week to Milton. I picked him up. The Josh Jen in Milton is about two blocks from his house. So I take him there. And they're in the school hall, but they have a lack, lack of vibe, so they put the chairs out around. So they're not on the, on the stage. They put the, the chairs all around. And then they're in the middle. Of the praise and worship is in the middle with Persian carpets all around. So it's a nice, warm, homely feeling. So we praise and worshiping. And this guy, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a Tswana, so he's got the moves. So, so he's praising and worshiping. Um, and then... Russell was there. Russell was preaching. And um, Russell, Luke gave, a, gave an invitation, so some people went up. 
So um, I asked him, have you given your life to the Lord? No, I said, you want to? Yes. So he walks up. <laughs> so, so I gave to the life to the Lord, and then afterward, we jibbled out further. They, uh, Luke just said, no, we, so they played another few songs, and, and he, he's in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm still visit Dunlop, so I'll, I must follow up. I was going there, but I mean, the people there afterwards, they took him, there was a young guy's meeting, so he went there, so they, they, they pulled him in there, so yeah. So yeah. We have scripture. Okay, today <coughs> I'm speaking, okay, obviously stewardship, but we also, as, as um, you've seen in the week, we, we're taking up a love offering for the four tail pastors that's come from far. Um, so I'm going to incorporate that with my stewardship teaching. I'm going to speak from Philippians 4, where Paul is writing to the Christians in Philippi. And uh, Philippians 4, verse 14 to 19. So we normally focus just on verse 19. Karin, can I get the black and white, please? <clears throat> and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. So that's what we normally focus on. But let's... Go back and we just read the build up to that. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts, but the desire is that more be credited to your account. I've received full payment and have more than enough. I'm amply supplied. Now that I have received from Epaphrodites the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. So let's add some color to this to these scriptures. Karin, thank you. Okay. Let's go to verse 17, which uh, we always, I think, skip by. Not that I desire your gifts. So the blue part, Paul is writing, not that I desire. So he's, he's speaking there as the receiver of the gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. He's speaking to the, the givers of the gifts. So blue is for the receiver and red is for the giver. So let's uh, go to verse 18. I've received full payment and have more than enough. So Paul is the receiver saying he's, he's, he's uh, amply supplied. He's taken care of. And the red part for the giver is God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ, in Christ Jesus. So from that, we can see there's, there, there's two effects from giving. There's, there, there's, a, there's a benefit or a blessing for the receiver, and there's a benefit and a blessing for the giver. Okay? From the red and the blue, we can see it. So when Paul is saying here in verse 17, not that I desire a gift, he's not saying that he doesn't want it. He just said he's happy for it and he's, and he's amply supplied. He said it's not his primary desire. His primary desire is that the Philippians receive a credit to their account, be it the earthly account or the heavenly account. So Paul is saying, um, I'm trusting that the Lord will bless you here on earth or when he hands out the rewards in heaven that he will remember you, or both. So Paul is saying it's more important for him that the Philippians benefit than it is for him to benefit. He's saying that more important for him than to be provided for is that the Lord will provide for the, for the Philippians and that they grasp the concept 
um, is that when you give, it'll be credited to your account by God. So if the four 12 pastors were here today, and we have Dean and Megan here representing them, I think they would say the same thing. They, they, they're more interested in what's being credited to your account than them being blessed. So let's keep that in mind when we uh, take up an offering for them. Um, these are people that's pouring out their lives in the ministry every day. I, I, so when, when uh, Anne said Dean Wagon, so I went to Facebook just to put a face to the, to the name. I couldn't find him, but I found his wife, Megan. And I, <laughs> and I see she's from Lowell, Michigan, which is northern state. So she's come far. So yeah, she's come far from, I mean, it snows up in Michigan. Now she's there in, in the, in the Bosfeld. In the, in the heat. So, yeah, so they're pouring out their lives. So, can we take up uh, a love offering for the 412 passes? It'll be handed out during the week at, uh, in Sunningdale. The guys with the baskets are coming around. Thank you, Jock. That was awesome. Thank you, Jock and team. So this morning, I really want to invite you guys to come to the front. We normally say that, and then people tend to be still stuck in their seats. So this morning, yeah, just want to ask you, come to the front. Even if it's crowded this morning, we all want to be in the front. Um, you don't feel the Holy Spirit more in the front, like I said this morning. But it, uh, yeah, I think it's just good to, to come to the front, get out of your seats, get out, get out of that space that you used to. And step out to what God wants for you this morning. So I really want to encourage you for that. If you've got any scripture, any words of knowledge, anything that you want to share, just please reference Ants, Gunter, Andre, myself, or even Dean. It's fine. Okay, cool. So, band, you can come to the front and then we can get going. Thanks. <laughs> 
I don't want anything else I don't need anything else I'm here for you, Lord I'm here for you, Lord I don't want anything else I don't need anything else I'm here for you, Lord I'm here for you we don't want, we don't want anything else. We don't need anything else. We're here for you, Lord. We're here for you, Lord. We don't want anything else. We don't need anything else. We're here for you.
Sometimes, you know, technology is a friend of many, but it can also count against us. And so we, we rely on technology. These guys are leading us in song to worship the King, but sometimes technology will step in and it blocks us. And if you don't know the words, it's very hard to engage. And so I want us to focus on that line that you were just singing now. And with the songs that we've got, just taking us into a space where we'll keep the, the, the choruses, we keep it simple for ourselves to be able to worship the King. All right, so I, I really don't want us to lose this moment because I do feel there's such a sense of God's presence here this morning. And He wants to be worshipped. You know what? At the end of the day, we should be able to worship without this. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So I'm going to ask you, Ian, you guys are doing a great job there serving us this morning. But let's build on that line, and then from there, let's see how we can move. If the words don't move you, take us into the next song where the choruses are simple, and we can just love Jesus. Is that okay? Amen. Let's just enjoy that. Hello. Um, so I just saw a picture of, like, um, you know when you're swimming in the ocean, and the, the stream is taking you a bit, and often we try to resist, and I felt just the Holy Spirit wants to come and wants to move, but some of us are kind of like holding back, trying to go against the stream, and I, I feel we should just come to a place of surrender, letting go of every thought, everything that you're experiencing, and just surrender, just with that, trying to, you know, when the, the motion of the ocean, just try and go with it, try to keep your eyes on the Lord, um, and just let go, just let the Spirit take you, and I feel like the Lord is so um, going to move, and he's ex we're coming with expected hearts, but we just need to surrender.
Lord of heaven, we are singing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, lover of my soul. God, oh. 
your sins. And the Lord is saying, just sing from your heart. Just sing from your heart. Let go, let go, let go. Sing from your heart. Lift your voices and sing and praise and worship Him. He's worthy to be praised. Lift up your voices. Yeah, God, you're worthy. You're worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worthy.
just as we worshiping here at church, we were in the prayer meeting. One of the pictures that I had yesterday, I don't know if you guys have seen on Facebook, all around our coast, the water has been quite destructive in the harbors and, and, and on the coastline. And it's just breaking over into car parks. Even at Gordons Bay, Bikini Beach was absolutely flooded yesterday. Cars were moved down the road. And it's interesting, as we're just talking here this morning, when people find themselves in that situation, what do they do? They run to higher ground. And I'm just sensing this morning that God is bringing us to a place. He's saying, don't run. I think the word that has come out is actually step into and invite the Holy Spirit to move over you, to wash over you. And as we worship and we love on the Lord, my deep sensing this morning is perhaps God might heal some of you as you just step up and say, Lord, I want to love you. I want to stand in this, in this wave. I don't want to run away from it. I want to run into it. I want to run to it this morning. And how do we do that? Part of it is by singing our songs. And so we're just going to linger for a little while longer here. Come with an expectant heart. Lord, this is about you. This is about you. He is faithful, man. When we come together, He is faithful. Lift your voices where you are. Worship Him from your heart. Say, Lord, I want to stand in this wave. Come and wash over me now. Come and wash over us, Lord. Whoa, come and wash over us, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. Yeah, we worship you. We worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. We worship you. Let's sing it out. Worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Come and wash over us. We worship you. Worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord. Lift your hands. Sing it out. See the Lord washing over you. It's by His Spirit. Yeah. You worship you. Come and wash over us, Lord.
Yeah, guys, um, so like 18 years ago, uh, we planted Durbanville in this premises. 18 years ago, I, I found Jesus in this building. I've seen my friends get saved here. I can point out areas in this building where people got delivered, when I, I encountered the Holy Spirit, where I saw my friends' lives changed in front of me. And I know that God is a God that meets people in this place. And I feel since I've walked in here, just this like this legacy of the Lord's presence in this building. And I know it's not about a building. I know that. But I just felt to encourage us, like, He'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll change lives. He'll set you free. He'll break down bondages and walls. He'll pour out His Spirit. And so, Lord, I just pray, if that's you, and you say, I want to meet with the Lord today, lift your hands where you are. Lift up your hands. And even if you're not feeling it, lift up your hands. And, Lord, I just pray that right now, God, that you would come like you've never come before in this place, Jesus, that you would shake off the old and we would encounter the God of heaven. Come, Lord. Come, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Have your way in this place, God. when we planted over here and I look back how you changed lives how you touch people how you restore people how, just all the things that you do Father God and we look back on that and we know that we can trust in you Father God we know that you are a loving Father 
we know sometimes we need to let go as well like we heard this morning father god as when we get into those stormy situations where the river banks overflow father god and it's a little bit scary because we can't touch ground we can't feel the the sand underneath our feet but father father god that's where the the trust in you lord that faithfulness and the trust that we need to put in you father god is we need to let go so thank you for this morning father god that you've you know, just touch our hearts in knowing that you that loving father that we can release to and that we can let go of the things of this this world the things that's holding us back the things that's preventing us from stepping into what you want lord for us this morning we're so thankful father god that you will never leave us that you never forsake us in your holy name amen and amen you can take your seat Dean, you can come to the front. Yeah, Father God, this morning we just want to say thank you for, for Dean and for Megan, Father God. Trusting, trusting in you, Lord, where you will make a way for them, Father God. So this morning, we trust that you would work mightily through Dean, Father God, and that where he shares this morning, it will come straight from you, Father God. Not in a complex message, not in a difficult chair, but just what is on your heart, God, this morning, that you want this congregation to hear. So we're so thankful that he can join us this morning with his wife, and it's difficult with two kids to travel but um, yeah, we know we're going to do a, a mighty work through him this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yo, what a privilege to be here with you guys. Thanks for having us. Cool. So, yo, it's loud to so. say. As you heard, my name is Dean. I'm here with my wife, Megan. She just went to the kids' corner with our two kids, Elijah and Ivy. Um, we are from Hoodsprate. Um, Hoodsprate. <laughs> and we are part of the Lighthouse Church. I'm pretty sure most of you haven't heard of the Lighthouse Church in Hoodsprate. But we're a, we're a 412 partner. And... Testing. Just coming this morning, I was, it's, it's like we are so connected with the same heart, the same mind, and the same purpose. We talk about it all the time. You know, you hear it all the time, same heart, same mind, but it is so genuine. It is so genuine. Coming in here, seeing the way you prayed, I was so encouraged, so encouraged by your prayer meeting. Just your hunger to pray. It's not, a, it's not the duty, it's not the prayer meeting before the service, it's we want to pray. I want to come and just lift up a voice to the Lord and, and bring my heart and pour it out to Him. I'm stirred, I'm stirred because that's what it's about. It's about Him and His kingdom and that's the, that's the same heart, the same mind, the same passion that we have. Where, where you guys in Cape Town and, and hearing 20 years ago, 18 years ago, the Lord doing stuff here, out of that birth. God's Spirit has gone into nations. 
And we're not a different nation, but we're far away from you guys. And we're looking at you guys and we're seeing. Ah, we know everything that's happening in Josh Shen. We're looking and we're seeing and we're saying, God, we want that. This prayer meeting, God, I want that for us. I want to see us praying with that same desire, that same hunger. And you are a bigger brother to so many. Bigger sister, because we, we're the bride. You're a bigger sister to so many of us. Watching you. And not, not to put pressure, but we're watching. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to see how you do things. Are you worshiping the King? And But I've been encouraged this morning by the way you guys prayed and, and your love for the King. And so it is a privilege to be here, um, to share with you guys. And uh, yeah, and thanks for having us. Thanks for letting me share. Um, yeah, so we, we're going to be at the conference. Hope to see all of you there. So my laptop's getting stuck here. Yeah, your Wi-Fi's broken my laptop. First time, I've, first time I've, I've emailed, I think the first time I've emailed a preach onto, just to email, in case something happened to the laptop. So I got it on my phone. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you would have seen me sweating, yeah. Come on, there we go. Awesome. So <clears throat> I really did seek the Lord for you guys, and, and I felt quite strongly a message. Um, it's so simple, but I think that's what the Lord wants to do. And even this morning, something of this freshness coming over you guys. And you, you, you've learned so much, and you've been built up so much over the years, and there's times where you just need to come back to the simplicity of what it means to be a Christian. And so I want to turn to Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40. And so Jesus was speaking to a bunch of Sadducees. Now, Sadducees believed that there was no resurrection. And they came to Jesus with some questions. And they started asking questions about the resurrection. And he gives them these answers. And some of the Pharisees heard what was happening. They saw the situation. So the Pharisees, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees in that discussion, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. Like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's interesting when you read that, and we, we always we go to the point of what Jesus answered, but <clears throat> before he answered the question, we see something, something going on where, where they're like, they come together, these Pharisees, and they're like, let's go test Jesus. Let's go ask him a difficult question. There's 614 six laws. We're going to catch him. We're going to trip him up. And so they come, we hear, they, they get the smartest one, the Pharisee, who is a lawyer, 
they get him and they, in a huddle, they got together and they said, cool, what are we going to ask Jesus? Let's ask him a really difficult question. And they come and he asks him this question. So, teacher, teacher, what is the greatest law? And you see in this passage the posture of the heart. It was never to, to know the answer. It was a pride. I've, I know this incredible question that you probably can't answer. And so Jesus answers the question. And I, when I read it, I, I feel like it must have been a crazy moment. Because they were waiting for a, um, sure, you know, that's a good question. Law number 602 is a really good law. And then even law number 500 is great. You know, that could, that's maybe what they were looking for to test Jesus. And he gives the simplest of answers. And I want to even this morning just like encourage us that the faith is simple. The faith is so simple. We feel so often like we need to add something. Because it seems so simple. How can I answer that question? Like, Jesus, what is, you know, when someone comes, what is, what should we do? Okay, let me get out my notepad. You know, like me. Let me get out my notes to tell you. But in fact, it's like, love God and love people. On this, he's like, on this is every single law. You ask me, which is the most important law? Every law comes out of that. That, that is massively profound moment. We, we know it. Like, what is the law of love? Yes, we know that now. But in the moment, they didn't. They didn't know it. And so Jesus shifts. He's like, hey, man, the law, if you go look at it, everything that is in there is birthed. It hangs from love. Like, you can imagine, you know, just like, let's say there was a, a oh, man, like a pendulum or something. And, and there were these little pieces, like strings, hanging from it. And on them were, were a bunch of different things. It was, it's as all of those are being held up by this one word. That's it. Summary of everything is to love God and to love people. And in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1 and 2, now Paul is, is, is sharing. And, and Paul, incredible, the apostle of God, says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not proclaim the, to the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And so, I want to say, Paul, after he says that, he, he mentions that he does preach godly wisdom to those who mature. And he does. There is more in the faith. And there's always a place for the more. There's always a place for the deeper truths and the, and the wonders and the mysteries of the kingdom. There's place for that. And you guys, you guys get that. You know, all the time you're being fed by the best. We, we, we're on YouTube all the time listening to the, the food you get and the truths you receive. And so there's place for the, for the deeper truths. But, but he's like, hey, man, I came to you. When I came, it's like, only that's all I knew. Just Jesus and him crucified. The one who probably had so much knowledge to give. But, but what he was doing was, was showing how simple the faith is. I didn't come and try elaborate to you all the wonderful things of the kingdom. I didn't try to use the, the greatest words. I just came 
with Christ and Him crucified. Francis Chan is a, some of you will know him. Um, he led a mega church in California for a number of years. And he wrote a book, once he left, uh, it's, it's called The Letters to the Church. And in the book, he mentions how there was, you know, among the mega churches and the big churches in the area, they all sort of knew each other and they would, they would chat a bit. And every time they would meet, it was always like, what's the new thing? What, what's the new thing we can bring? Because the people want the new, you know? And they would use the scripture in like, you know, the parable of the net? They would use that parable, which is actually completely out of context. That parable is about, the, you know, the resurrection of the saints. But they would use that as like, what net can we use to catch the most fish? Get, like, what, what's the new thing in the, in the faith? Because people come when they're like, hey, we went down the streets and we heard that they're preaching this thing. And, and I haven't heard that before. It's new. And we get excited as humans. We get excited about new things, eh? Like, I was on YouTube the other day, and this thing popped up from Apple. Now, I've never seen anything from Apple before, but it was the, it was the revealing of the new iPhone, iPhone 14. So I went on, and I started looking, and there was like millions of people watching. Because they wanted to see what the new iPhone is, what it looked like. It's intriguing to us, eh? New things. It catches our attention. And so often, so often, the enemy tries to come in because we love the new. We love the new things. Just, just like they did. You know, Paul had a massive struggle with the church in Corinth and almost every church. If you, if you read the letters, you see how Paul's trying to, trying to share that he is a true apostle. He is he, he's one sent from God to that church. And he's like, you, you've ran after that super apostle with this false teaching, but actually I'm real. I'm the real apostle. He says to the Galatians, you ran after this false teaching that, that Gentiles must be circumcised and you need to follow the law to a T. Because it's the new thing that's come into the church. He says, come back. Come back. It's simple. Don't go after the new. Because if a church gets started next door to us, and they start to preach new things of the kingdom, and, and the mysteries, the hidden mysteries, how many will go? Because you want the, the new mystery. You know, the, the churches around the world, even now, are, trying to mingle with like new age stuff, weird stuff. And people love it because they, they want the new. When I say to you, love God and love people, is it like, what? No, not for me. Prepping this message, I struggled because how, Lord, do you preach a message so simple? How do I share with you, love God and love people? I feel like I need to add to it. You know, even in prepping this message, and, and the Lord was like, Dean, Dean, what can you add? What can you add to my words? I have the words of life. I, I can speak that over you, and He can come by the Spirit, touch your heart, and change forever. And I want to now elaborate on this message and make it sound good. And, and okay, what's the, what passage can I add to make it 
better. No. No, it's the basic truth of Scripture. The power of God's Word. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 17... Again, Paul saying, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And I'm not, not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. If I had come this morning and I tried to give you the best, I could very well have emptied the power that God wanted to bring. That word, the Greek word that's used is make void. Or of no reputation. So if I have to come and preach the gospel to someone and I try do I try to say the best things and, and, and bring the new and all these things, the Bible says that it's the gospel itself has no reputation in that discussion. My words have not taken that place. What I can say, the new things I can bring. And, and the Apostle Paul planted so many churches, served the Lord for so many years. He's like, I preach the gospel, not with eloquent words. Because the power of God is in the gospel. The power of God is in His words. It's in what He says. Know where the power comes. Have you ever met a new Christian? And, and it's a battle that we have to face as we grow up in the Lord. Eh? It's like, cool. And, and we love milk, you know, milk's there, I'm going into meat, you know, because it's biblical. We don't want to stay on milk forever, we want to go into meat. This is good. But the battle is, hey, you still need the milk as you eat the meat. As you receive the deeper truths of God, you still need to stay in that place of loving God and loving people. How, how, can, I, how can I eat the meat if I, if I don't have the milk? And I want to say like water, which is so necessary to our faith. It's so necessary. Paul made a mad statement in, on a jump, I'm going around. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 2, mad statement. He said, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but don't have love, I'm nothing. How crazy is that statement? Hey, we could, again, as a Christian, I could know all the deep truths of the faith. You know, I could, prophetic powers, I can tell you what you had for breakfast in 1993. And how your stomach felt after that. The Bible says, if I, have, if I don't have love, it means nothing. And how many of us want, we want, the, the, we want to learn the new stuff and, 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 and be built up with all this knowledge and understanding. And that's so good. But the, but the top is love. That hangs from love. It needs to, otherwise it's not supported. It is nothing. It will fall. It can't stand. It can't stand. So we need to pursue love. We need to pursue love 
firstly a love for Him, but I want to even touch on a love for one another because it's much more difficult. <laughs> it's much more difficult to love people. Am I the only one? Or is it it's just me? Okay, cool. Okay. Sure. Because <laughs> love, God is perfect. Like, you know, I have not met a perfect person yet. Some, some close, you know. Among our circles, there's some really cool people. <laughs> but uh, I haven't met a perfect person. But God is perfect. And so it's easy to love Him. When we dance and worship, it's like, sure, man. Come on, you love me with everything. You gave your son for me. Woo! And then He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay. I'll try, Lord. <laughs> Romans 13 verse 8. So Jesus said, On the law hangs these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In Romans, Paul says, Owe no one to anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. He goes a step deeper. He's like, I, heard, I know Jesus is teaching of love God and love people, but I'm going to go deep and say love people and you'll fulfill the law. Why? We cannot love each other without loving Him first. I cannot love you truly before I love Him. I have to first know His love before I can love you. And so if we're loving one another, we know we love Him. In, in 1 John, it says, how can you say you love God and hate your brother? You're a liar. It is impossible to say you love God and hate a brother. In that moment, and th th there's difficult times with people. That's, stay what I said. But if you hate your brother, you can't love God. It's impossible. Impossible. Because your love, his love towards you and your love for him has compelled you to love others. Even the most difficult. An incredible statement was made. I can't remember who said it. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, but he said, you, you say you love the church. Cool. In your eyes, who's the most difficult person in the church? Do you love them? Do you love that person that gives you the most gray hairs? That gives you the most difficult times? you love that person? you pray for that person? Not, might not be best mates, but do you love that person? Because then you love the church. It's, it's a tough one. Tough one. It's easy to love those who love you. Even sinners love, the, love those who love them. But the Lord would say, love those who don't love you, man. Love those who, who even might curse you and say bad things about you. That's the kind of love God would want us to have. And um, John 14 verse 31. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said, I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. I do what the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. 
What has the Lord commanded us? What did the Lord command Jesus? Go love the world and give your life up. I show my love for the Father by the way I love you. That's what Jesus was saying. I love him so much that he, when he commands me to love you, I'm loving you. Because I love him first. And his commandment would be love one another. Love one another. Our meetings need to be filled with love. We've heard it all the time. You know, we're a new congregation. We're about a third, maybe two-thirds, a third of the size of yours. So we're still small. I love it, man. When a new person comes in, we're like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing because the new person was, is like, oh, dear, oh, cool. Hi, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a circle. Whoever can get there first wins. So we've, we've got a very average, and I love them deeply, but a very average musically talented worship team. We, hey? Uh, no, you guys are incredible. Come to Woodspread, please, just a little bit. Um, we've got a, you know, very, very average preaching. <laughs> no. We're we a small congregation, like it's, there's not much, you know, but we love. We try. We really try love. And people come in, that's what they see. By this, the world will know. By this. Not by the prophetic powers. Not by the, the knowledge of all things. Not by that. By this, the world will know. By your love for one another. Hey? If we can get that right... We would have fulfilled every law. Think of that. If we truly love one another. In this building, when you see each other, and, and I commend you, you love one another. You've loved us so well. But if we love one another, truly, we would have fulfilled every law. And this is, this is the crux and the, and the core of the faith. We, we, we passed it, but we never run away from it. We move on beyond this, and we build on our faith. Deeper truths, a deeper sense of faith and, and obedience to Christ. You know, a deeper sense of the Spirit working in me and through me. But at the core of it all is love for others. If I stand and I preach to you, and my, 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 the, the heart behind why I preach to you is not love, it's going to be burnt up. It's going to be burnt up. So I prep. Before I come to you, I prep my heart much more than I prep a preach. Prep my heart, God, that I would, I would do this because I love you and I want to see you love one another. I want to see you love the visitors coming in. I want to see you love even the people on the, on the streets. I want to see you love those who drive really badly. <laughs> we in Hoodsprite. Sure. You want to be tested? <clears throat> uh, come to Hoodsprite and drive. It'll be tested. <laughs> That's what God looks for. And one day, you know, when we talk about the, the rewards in heaven, and, and it'll be tested by fire, at the core of everything that's going to remain is love. Everything that's going to stand is love. And it's in different forms. It can be serving tin coffee. It can be preaching to thousands. It can be seeing people saved across the world. 
It can be whatever those things. But at the core is love. Everything else is going to burn. It's nothing. Just like that. So I prep my heart before I come. By this the world will know. So I want to, yeah, it's been, notes have been everywhere. But I want to just leave that with us. The simple truth of the faith. We don't need eloquent words when we preach the gospel to to people. You know, we, we had a foundations course recently within our uh, congregations and it was newer guys but the one question was who can share the gospel to me in like one minute or two minutes and I think out of 20 people maybe two people put up their hand like it's 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 like scary how, how do I preach the gospel it's so it seems so complex you know and it, and it can seem complex but if it's love you can preach the gospel Jesus loved the world so much. I mean, God loved the world so much that He gave us His only Son. Don't need to prove anything to anyone. We don't need to prove. We lose the power of of the simple truth when we try to prove something. We feel like, oh, I need to, how do I share this? You know? That's, That's the pressure we get put under. So we need to stay, keep it simple. You know, the, you know that, um, that saying, kiss. Keep it simple, son. <laughs> Keep it simple, son. This is the, this is the Christian version. I got nervous. <laughs> Keep it simple. Just you, when, on your, my barometer, like a, my gauge of how I'm doing in the faith, is love. And love for people, eh? Not God, because that, again, is easy. Then I know I'm doing well. If I'm loving people and, and that love is coming through practically, through praying for them, through helping them when they need help, through whatever it is, I know I'm doing well in God's sight. Because we stand before Him. And that should be our barometer for our meetings as individuals. Let love be the core. When you share a prophetic word or something, why? Why do you want to share? Think about it. Is it love compelling you? God, I want to see someone break through in, in healing or, or whatever word you're bringing. Love compelled you. Love compelled Christ. Love should compel us. And our meetings will be radical. And your meetings are radical. Super cool. Um, but yeah, this is the encouragement I want to leave with us. Like, let's keep it simple. Love God and love people. Simple, simple truth. Amen. I want to pray with us. Father, thank you for this. It's incredible congregation, God, and just meeting a few of the guys that I, I sense love, Father, and I can see just your love poured out upon them. And ask God where there may be some of us who feel like we need to prove something in our own faith or to others that you would bring us back, Father. Bring us back to the simplicity. God, where there may be some of us who who are giving our ear to new truths and new things, I pray, Lord, your, your, your truth would come and take that. 
take that away. That we would be content in the simple truth. God, I pray a blessing for this congregation and, and, and Anne's as he leads this, this incredible congregation, Father, that you would more and more lead them, Father, by your Spirit. More and more use them in this area, God. That we would see, we'd see more and more people come and find family, Father. Come and find life. Come and find healing. Come and find you, Jesus. Yeah, we love you, Father. Love you, God. Really do, Jesus. Would your love pour out into our hearts that we can love one another the way that you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome.